Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Carol Perlman, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Today, I thought I would do something a little different, and I think it's going to be really fun. So I was going through the list of episodes that I've done, and again, I can't believe it's been over a year now. I started in April, 2021, and here we are as I record today, it's June, 2022. And I've had some really great guests on the show and have had a chance to share some solo episodes, uh, sharing some of my own philosophies on habits. And I was going through the list of topics that we covered, and I was thinking about all the different habits that I've discussed. And most of them are habits that I myself am working on. And I always figure that if I'm struggling with something or if I'm working on something, then I know there are other people out there who are invested in working on it as well. So that's usually my guide as to whether something is a good topic to, uh, to discuss because I know I'm really no different from anyone else. And if I'm struggling, other people are. So what I wanted to do today is what I'm calling how it started versus how it's going. And I thought I would share a little bit about how the journey has been going for me in terms of either starting new habits or kind of picking up at the starting point where I was at the time of the episode and then checking in on myself to see how it's going, establishing these different habits and what I've learned along the way in these different domains so that perhaps I can share some tips for you if you are working on these habits as well. So this is going to be really fun. I have compiled, I'm not sure how long they're all going to take me. So I have a list of about 15 topics that we covered different habits. And we'll see how many I get through today. Maybe we'll have to make this a part two, a part two series. But anyway, starting us, starting us off how it started versus how it's going. I'm talking about one of my all time favorite topics, which is the miracle morning. And this is a book that was introduced to me about five years ago now. And it's the kind of book you can't just read and absorb and say, oh, yeah, that was interesting. It's a book that you really live and you read it for the purpose of learning some habits and rituals and routines that you're going to live. And according to the author, Hal Elrod, if you live these every day, they will have a powerful impact on your life. And I know this to be true. Like I said, this was introduced to me five years ago and I started off very slowly. This is really different if you're someone who likes to snooze to the last possible minute and then you start your day scurrying around trying to get everything done and get everyone in your house ready and out the door. 
And you know that that's a tough place to start. And that's really where I was at when I learned about this book and I decided I had had enough. I was not feeling great. And I set out to do things a little bit differently. So five years ago, I was really in a rough place. And one of the things that Hal talks about in the book is setting your wake up time earlier so that you have a little bit more time. It doesn't have to be a lot, but a little more time to get yourself sorted out in the morning in terms of your mindset, in terms of your body, in terms of how you feel physically, so that you start your day feeling great. And as a result, you have a better day. And when you have one better day, and then you have many better days, you end up steering your life in the direction that you want to go to. So when I recorded this about a year ago, I was in a pretty good groove because I've been working on this for, I had been working on it for four years. So I want you to know that like anything, it's a gradual progression and don't get stuck in that trap of comparing your beginning to someone else's middle or even end. But how's it going now? So I have to say that I think this is one of my most consistent habits that I've really been working on it. It's taken me five years, but I really have this habit pretty well nailed where I always wake up earlier, even on the weekends, I set my alarm not at the ass crack of dawn, but, but like I have, there was a time when I worked myself back to pretty early 4.45 so I could get a lot of things done in the morning. And I've since realized that my sleep is also really valuable and life has changed. My kids are bigger and I have a little bit more flexibility later in the day. So I don't have to get as much done in the morning when they're sleeping. So I am sleeping in a little bit more, but I'm always making sure that I have some time to go through my miracle morning routine before the day actually starts. And I have it all set up. I have a nice cozy spot on my, in my new relaxation room and I have my journals and it is really my most favorite time of day, just sitting down on the couch with a cup of coffee, writing about gratitude, writing out my affirmations, looking over my vision board. I'm still working. Okay. I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm still working on the silence part and the meditation that is not easy for me. Uh, So I'm still working on that. And then exercise is something that I do nearly daily, um, sometimes in the morning, but not always. And so that is something I'd like to get a little bit better at. I I do think it is helpful to do some sort of movement in the morning, even if it's only five minutes of stretching because your main um, exercise session is going to be later in the day. I do think that's a good way to start the day. So I'm still a bit of a work in progress when it comes to that, I'm either all in doing the full workout in the morning or I'm getting really cozy and comfortable on the sofa. And then I don't allow enough time for some stretching and I just have to get ready for work. Um, and I save my exercise for later in the day. So I'm doing really well in with parts of that. And I still have some work to do on some other elements, but overall I'm feeling pretty good about that. That was episode 10, by the way, when I did a full review of the Miracle Morning. And I really walk you through in more detail how to get started with that and and what it means and why it's so important. So if you're just listening to this saying, what the heck is the Miracle Morning? Then you're going to want to go back to episode 10 and get the whole backstory on that and start from the very beginning. So next habit on the list, it comes from episode 12. And this was an interview with my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Jackie Vorpalm who is a child and family psychologist. And Jackie is my go-to person whenever someone's looking for a referral for a child or any kind of family issue, or if I have any questions about my own kids, Jackie is the person that I go to to get some professional wisdom. And 
when we recorded this, this was still pretty knee deep in COVID and we weren't in full quarantine, but we were closer to the beginning of it than we are to where, than we are where, you know, now. And one of the questions I wanted to talk to Jackie about was how can we help our kids during this crazy, crazy time of COVID and quarantine? And Jackie really boiled it down to one thing. I mean, she had a lot of tips, but really her top tip, I never forgot her saying this after we had that conversation, but her top tip, which is relevant COVID or not, was just to spend time with your kids. And that that quality time together can mean so much to them for helping them feel stable, feel secure, feel grounded, and feel okay when the world around us is going kind of crazy. And it gives us an opportunity sometimes to talk to them and teach them skills and get some insights into what's really going on with them. But just on so many levels, it's really beneficial uh, for them. But I know I fall into the same trap, Jackie addressed this in the episode, which is that when you say, oh, spend quality time with your kids, it can feel kind of overwhelming because you can very easily think, oh, we need to have a whole day together. We need to plan a, you know, a day in Boston. We need to do this whole elaborate thing, or we need to spend multiple hours together and make it really significant. And if that's the case, then chances are it may never happen because for most of us, life is pretty busy. We don't necessarily have those big, big chunks of time. And so what Jackie pointed out was that all it takes is five minutes and five minutes can be pretty powerful to connect with your kids, to provide reassurance, provide that stability and, and get a read on how they're doing. And it can be so simple. It can be sitting next to them on the sofa. It can be having a family meal together. It can be sitting down and doing homework together. It can be drawing together. It can be lots of different things. Uh, but it can really go a long way. And so that's very helpful as a parent to realize that it's more doable than you might think. And we can look for these small moments throughout the day and therefore make it happen more often than we might have realized. So how's that going? How'd we start and how's that going? Um, for me, in my house, my kids still like to hang out with us, I have to say. So after school at night, they don't spend a lot of time in their rooms and they do like to hang out on the main floor. So we're kind of involved in various things. But I will say two things stand out in terms of how I'm managing to spend quality time with them. One is that my older son is driving right now. And so he's captive in a car with me and we have a lot of um, car time as we are out driving. And I'm finding that to be really, really lovely time, stressful in some ways, but it's really lovely. Um, car rides in general, whether I'm driving or whether he's driving are a really nice way where we're kind of relaxed, kind of distracted, and we get to chit chatting about this and that. And I find that that really goes a long way with him. And then with my younger son, I'm going to talk about this in another regard with regards to another episode. So I'm going to come back to this idea because I'm finding different ways to connect with my younger son that pertain more to art and creativity. So we're going to come back to that. But um, Jackie's words are really, Jackie's really sitting on my shoulder and her words reminding me that it can just a little bit can go a long way have been really helpful. And so I hope that's something that was helpful for those of you who listened to the episode. Again, that was episode 12 with Dr. Jackie Vorpal. Okay, so up next, we're gonna talk about the skincare habit. This was a big deal for me. <laughs> um, in episode 16, I had Alexis Simmons come on and 
she is a skincare distributor and really an, an expert on all sorts of things pertaining to skincare and skincare habits. And then later on in episode 24, I had Rosemary Brudico on, who is also a skincare expert and had a lot of really great tips to share about skincare habits. And this was no accident that they showed up on the podcast roster. I sought them out because this was an area where I'm really struggling, where skincare, I guess I've been lucky in that my skin is, is pretty nice to me and it's pretty forgiving and doesn't do crazy things and it doesn't break out and it, you know, it's not super sensitive. So in general, I don't have a lot of skin issues. However, I know that your skin, you know, intellectually, I know that your skin is really important to take care of. Our skin is our biggest organ and our skin has to put up with a lot of toxins and gunk that we expose it to all day long. And being mindful of what gets internalized in my body is really important to me. And so it's been kind of bugging me knowing that I should be taking better care of my skin and I'm not. And that's really a habit I need to work on. So I brought in Alexis and Rosemary and I asked them to make it super, super simple. I mean, you see some people, I watch them on Instagram and they have these really complex routines with 20 different products and potions and serums and sprays and all this stuff and cleansers and what's that word? The clear stuff. I don't even know what, it, what it's called. Um, and the eye cream and the night cream. And it's just totally overwhelming to me. And so I asked them to make it really, really simple. And let's just break it down into some essential products, some essential steps. And let me see if I can do better. And it's also important to me as I introduce new products that I'm looking for products that are not going to be toxic and um, not going to have a lot of harsh chemicals that are going to be counterproductive for my health. And so I kind of glean different things from those episodes and from the habit standpoint and also in terms of products that we might want to steer towards that, um, that are going to have a really good ingredient list. And so what I learned was to start really simple with a cleanser, oh, toner, that's the word, three things, a cleanser, a toner, and a cream. And then I snuck in an eye cream as well. So four things. And I put them out. So I always find that if I'm trying to do more of something, I really need it to be front and center. I, I need to just see it right on the counter. So I leave them right on the, on the bathroom counter. And I try to do it every day. I'm doing a lot better. I have to say pretty consistently when I work out, then I know I want to wash my face. And then if I'm going to wash my face, then I want to make sure that I moisturize it afterwards. So it's not every day. I would say I'm maybe at like four to five days a week where I'm going through those steps of the cleanser and okay, I'm really not good with the toner because I don't understand that. I don't understand why that's important. And so if it doesn't make sense to me, I'm not going to do it. So right now that's back in the cabinet. But as I say this, I should probably take it back out. But the night moisturizer, I really, really am enjoying and seeing the benefit of. And it, you know, it does feel a little I don't know, gooey is not the right word, but I don't like feeling like there's wet stuff on my face when I put it on. But I will say that when I wake up, I can always tell the difference in the morning. My skin feels so smooth and so soft if I've put it on the night before. And so that is pretty motivating to me as I'm brushing my teeth and getting ready for bed. And I'm thinking, 
you know, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to because I want that feeling in the morning and I want to take good care of my skin. So I don't know. I give myself like maybe a B, a B plus. And um, I'd love to hear from you. If you're someone who's working on this skincare routine, I would love to hear from you how it's going um, and how you remember to use these products and how you make yourself take the extra time. Because I find that to be a little bit of a struggle. But I do want to sneak in another little another little tip that I've been working on. And it's coming to mind only because it's located right near all my skincare products. And so this really doesn't pertain to an episode that, that I did, although I guess I could argue that it's under how, and I don't think I have this episode number written down in front of me, but how do you impl- implement um, recommendations for health habits? So another thing that I've been trying to do is to use, to wear my Apple watch and to track my steps. And I do think that tracking is really important. And in fact, we have another episode coming up exclusively on this topic, but just suffice to say that that's been a goal of mine. And I was really struggling many months ago. I was really struggling with this Apple watch because it just, I could never seem to keep it charged. And I might remember to put it on and then the battery would die halfway through the day or I couldn't find it or it was just totally dead from, you know, from the beginning in the morning and it just was not working. And then I had this genius idea and I got to thinking, okay, Carol, what do you know about habits? And what I know from teaching it to so many people is that when you're trying to start a new habit, one of the best things you can do is attach that to something that you always already do and make that association. And then you're going to much more easily automatically do the new thing. So I thought to myself, what do I always do? Well, I always brush my teeth at night. That's like, like not even negotiable. And I had the idea to put my watch charger next to my toothbrush. I have an electronic toothbrush or electric toothbrush. And so I put the charger in the same outlet as the toothbrush and, and made that connection that when you brush your teeth, you take off your watch and charge it. And when you wake up in the morning and brush your teeth, you put the watch on. And would you believe I've not missed a day? And that watch never is uncharged. It never dies on me. And I never forget to wear it because I connected those two. So I give myself an A++ on that. I'm super proud of that habit that I've been working on. Of course, the next step is actually getting the steps that I'm really trying to get it, get in. I'm doing better, but I still have some ways to go on that one. But in terms of remembering to wear the watch, I'm doing a lot better. All right. So the next one I want to talk about is episode 22. And this one was all about photos and organizing your photos and doing something about what I think most people, I'm going to venture to say most of us are in this situation, this big giant mess of photos that we have, both, what do you call printed photos as well as digital photos. So I don't know if you're like me, but you know, I've got boxes and boxes and Tupperware, not Tupperwares, you know, those big plastic bins of photos and photo albums. And that's one part of the mess is those printed photos. And then there's a whole other mess of digital photos. And I have a lot of them on my phone, but then I have a whole bunch of external disk drives and thumb drives and backup disks and CDs with photos from different events. And it's all one big giant overwhelming mess. And the problem is that these photos mean the world to me. They're like one of my, next to my family, they are probably my most prized possession. And so if anything ever happened to them, I'd be really, really devastated. 
And yet it's something I just couldn't get a handle on. I just couldn't get myself organized. So I looked for someone who was in the business of doing this and found a wonderful new friend named Shara and asked her to come on the podcast and teach me and teach all of my listeners how we can go about getting a little bit more organized with our photos. And I have to say, this was episode 22. If you caught this, um, I talked about this live as it was happening. But as Sharon and I got into the conversation, I wouldn't say I had a panic attack, but I would say my distress level got pretty high as we started talking about this because it just feels so overwhelming and feels really important at the same time. And I just felt like it was a hopeless cause. I was never going to get, get on top of it. But Shara did exactly what I asked her to do. And she broke it down into specific steps that we can take one by one that over time will help us get more organized. So I am proud to say that I've made some progress. And so one of the first things that she suggests is that you go around and collect all of your photos. So collect all of the printed photos and put them in one place and then collect all of the digital drives and backup systems that you have and put them phone, old phones and put those in another. So the printed photos I do all have in, I put them all in one closet. I found them from wherever they were in the house, put them all in one closet. I probably still have to do something else with them at some point, but at least they are all in one location. And then I rounded up all of the digital uh, um, backup drives that I had and put them in another place. And then I debated and she talks about a system of how you can go into each of these devices And um, so she talks about getting one master backup and how you can manually copy over from one disk drive to this master. And I decided that that's going to take a really long time. And something about that is just really overwhelming to me. And you know how we all have these things, like some things you could, some tasks you can take on and you can see through the mess and manage it. And then other things just feel really overwhelming. And this was one that just felt really overwhelming and tedious and really time consuming. And I decided that this was going to be worth my while to pay someone to do. So, which is kind of scary because it means taking all of these digital devices and dropping them off with someone else and just hoping that it all works out okay and that you get them back. But I found a very trustworthy guy in my town who came highly recommended And I brought him everything and I bought these giant disk drives with like a tera something, five tera terabytes on it, maybe. I mean, really a ginormous storage device. And I actually made two. And so I asked him to back everything up. I brought him old computers, pull everything off, back it up, and then make a a copycat backup. And so he did all of that for me. Um, Sad to say, there were some computers that we couldn't pull information from. And there was a backup disk drive that I think was corrupt. So I'm trying not to think about that because there are a few things that might have been lost forever, but I'm just not going to think about that. I'm going to hope for the best and hope we had things backed up somewhere else. And we made a, a backup of the backup and I put that in my safe deposit box. And so at least now I do have everything backed up in one place, but I haven't figured out what to do with all those other disk drives. I know she, I think, would say, get rid of them, throw them out, destroy them and get rid of them and just worry about this big backup. But I'm not ready to do that. And I'm kind of stuck. There's a, there's a whole nother process of organizing within the backup, uh, organizing all those photos so that you can actually find them when, you know, if you're working on a project and you're trying to look for something from a certain day. So I still have a lot of work to do, but I'm pretty proud of myself for taking that big step. So how would I grade myself? (sighs) 
maybe a B minus. I don't know. That felt pretty big. There's still some work to do, but I think I'm going to give myself a B minus. And um, again, I'd love to hear from some of you if you listened to that episode and decided to take on this project. I'd love to hear how that's going for you. So, oh my goodness, there's a lot to say and we made it through one, two, three. We really only made it through four topics. So I think I'm going to break this up into a part one, part two, and a part three even because I like to keep these episodes fairly short. I want you to be able to get through them in one sitting, you know, one car ride or, you know, while you're in the kitchen making dinner one day, you know, I like to keep them uh, to about 20 minutes. So I'm going to stop here. And as always, I'd love to hear from you. If you are working on these habits that we talked about today, I'd love to know how it started and how it's going for you. So drop me a note. Let me know. Thank you, as always, for listening. And stay tuned for the follow-up to this episode, part two and part three. Have a great day, everyone. And thanks for listening. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.